Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Hopefully it's warm where you're at. It's not where I'm at. New York City is brick right now. Anyways, before I bring my guest on today, we're going to warm it up with the message of the week. This is something I coined on Twitter the other day. It was after a couple hours of some very physical training. My brain was in this cerebral place, and you'll understand what that means and why it applies in just a moment. And I just was like, you know, stream of consciousness, and it just came out that social media is the jujitsu of marketing. Those of you that are not familiar with jujitsu, it's this notion, this idea and practice of using leverage, wedges, and momentum to where a smaller person could overpower or at least control a much larger, stronger person. And it just like occurred to me, and this was after jujitsu, after a couple hours of jujitsu, I was like, wow, that's what social media is for like, us little guys that, you know, maybe don't have like million dollar marketing budgets, but we got something good to offer to the world. We just want to get a message out. There's this opportunity to, to leverage what you do and, and exponentially like they talk about scale, you know, the idea of clicking a button and and maybe one time only 10 people see it, but the next time 10,000 or 10 million even people see it is uh, is fascinating and talk about leverage. So today we're going to talk about that. I'd like to welcome to the show my guest today, Stephen G. Pope. He uh, is, a, is a connection I made on LinkedIn. Uh, you're in LA, correct? You got to unmute yourself. I can't hear you right now. Yeah, in a, I'm outside of LA in a little town called Claremont. And um, where I grew up, I moved away for a little while, but I'm back. And uh, nice. yeah, so outside LA. Is it warm there? It's actually, well, right now it's raining. Is it warm? And is it warm rain? <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's actually, and what's interesting, most people think that uh, LA is always warm, just like right. you do. <laughs> That's right. I've never but been I there. Actually, it's just like it's always warm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I live next to a mountain. It's 10,000 feet and we get snow. Yeah. So like it's snowing wow. just like, yeah, just like a few miles from me, it's snowing up in the mountain. Crazy. So it's, awesome. it's a cool place. Awesome. Very cool. So you said you, you're, you're from there. Yep. Uh you left for a little while. Did you go away to school or something like that? Uh, well, no, I was I, uh, I was running a, a different business. My my first business was a uh, technology consulting company. Okay. And and I built that up, and then I sold that business, and uh, I was I was running a majority of that from the Bay Area. Nice. Um. And and how did you get? Let's let's get the let's get the timeline. Like Stephen as a child selling candy in the playgrounds too. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It's like, I was, I was doing the lemonade stand. Yeah. I was, I was going to the, the uh, college bookstore, buying up bulk candy and taking it to the, uh, taking it to school and selling it until the principal closed me down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just, I was always trying to sell stuff. I made, I made a paper computer and sold that to my family. Obviously they were, they were being nice to me. So that, that's not a, a real, a real win there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I've, I've always enjoyed trying That's to come awesome. up with. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah. I've always enjoyed coming up with product ideas and trying to sell stuff. And then, uh, was an engineer doing software, uh, ended up, you know, I, I got a degree in computer science. Mm-hmm. I ended up consulting. Then I ended up growing a company. Uh, we were doing $7 million a year, had a team of 25 or so. And, uh, and then ultimately sold that business for a number of reasons. And then um, found myself kind of starting over again. And I, I started to get into something else that was related to technology. And while I was doing that, I was studying marketing, content marketing. And then, um, and then I really kind of fell out of love with what I was trying to build. But I was so excited about the, the marketing stuff and combining that with like growing a business before. I was like, man, I could have grown that business so much faster if I had known some of these things. And then I was always talking to other business owners and getting them excited about marketing. And then a light bulb went off of my head and I was like, man, this is something. Cause I, so I just started iterating on a product idea and, and now I'm a marketer, which is kind of weird to say, but it's, it's fun and exciting. And I'm like reinventing myself at, uh, at 40 and having a lot of success with that. And helping a lot of other people have success. So it's been fun, man. That's great. That's great. I find myself in a similar situation where, you know, I lost businesses and and some didn't do so well, but, you know, have grown over the years. And and I realized that too, it all came down to marketing. And in a way you end up loving marketing because of that, right? Not because you like, Ooh, marketing fascinates me. Like, you know, not like the, the kid, like, you know, 
learning about marketing, you know, in, in, in high school and going to their guidance counselor, like, I want to study marketing. I remember taking a couple marketing courses in college and was like, this is terrible. This is awful. This is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, that was for me too. Like, I, I always had this impression of what marketing was. Like, I was doing marketing at my old company, but mm. once I started getting into it, I kind of actually started to, to realize that marketing and being an entrepreneur and innovation... I kind of see these all as the same thing. Yeah. Like even like product design, I kind of see it all as marketing, as, as product, as being an entrepreneur, you know, this iterate, this, this make a hypothesis, test it out, get out there, show people, get the feedback, improve. I see them all as the same thing, you know? So that I'm the same as you. I got, I got the bug because I was like, wow, this is like an actual tool. It made a whole lot more sense to me. And that's what kind of fueled my passion. And I was like, wow, I, if you just apply these things, mm. it will work for you. If you have the persistence, if you're willing to tweak your product, if you're willing to consistently go out there, it will work for sure. You just have to have the patience and the tenacity to not get stuck in your own head. And, yeah. uh, you know, so. Well, that's like tying the, uh, I don't know if you do martial arts at all, but I always talk about I it. I did when I was a kid. Yeah. What'd you do? I had keto. Hapkido. I love Hapkido. It's yeah. just so amazing because they tie so many great things together. There's grappling, right. there's high, like flying, spinning high kicks and actual just like bread and butter strikes. That's awesome, man. I love Hapkido. That's great. Yeah. I want to get back into, uh, I was actually just about to get back into martial arts when the, when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll take it. I'll, I'll I don't want to like die because. I, yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, I <laughs> <laughs> like die, die defending yourself. Um, <laughs> You know, a constant theme in jujitsu. I don't know if you ever uh, dabbled in it or have read about it at all, but you know, it's it's a long, slow progression. You know, their the goal is to like train until you're 80, so they're never in a rush. You know, the belt system is pretty slow. You're not you usually don't get to it quickly. It takes you know, it takes a solid like eight to 12 years to get a black belt on average. So it's like getting a PhD. You know, you're you're in it for a long time, and it's all about patience and tweaking and modifying. But like just showing up like you said tenacity you got to just keep coming and and eventually you will get there you will have like the skill set you need for you know for whatever it is you want to do so i always try to like i love the correlation between um martial arts particularly jujitsu and and marketing and business in general because the two kind of coincide they always say you know martial arts is just a reflection of life so if you can find ways to plug that in, you know, you go into the, you go into the dojo or the academy or whatever, you sweat, you do all the work, they're telling you these messages, but it's like, it doesn't stop right there. You get to carry it over into other parts of your life. So I, I appreciate that you, you pointed that out. Like there's a core business value and marketing value. Um, and then going back to like what you were, go, go ahead. What were you going to say? And I was just going to say too, like, I think the the patience is key as well. Like, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like I've not been patient my entire life. Ooh, and it's, <laughs> well, some people, some I see some people. I'm like, man, wow, you're patient. But like, so this is something that I'm like trying to master now. And, uh, yeah. and so maybe I'll, I'll check out, um, what you're talking about specifically, because it seems like that's geared towards patience yeah. because, you know, my, in my entire life, I think that's always gotten in my way and actually slowed me down. Yep. And, um, I, I only now realize how important it is. And I, I'm actually just looking forward because my, my one of my main goals right now is just like being able to patiently execute on the most important goals very consistently and knowing that I'll waffle on that back and forth, but at least at least feeling like I'm competent at that. Uh, and then I, I will I think that that in itself will make me feel like a very like content person in general. That's I mean, it's straight jujitsu 101, just like hone in on the basics, you know, you can get fancy from time to time, but not without just like core understanding of the basics and just, you know, what often happens, I'm a, I'm a little guy, I'm a buck 55 soaking wet, you know, most of the guys in the room are much bigger than me. Um, and so I end up on the bottom a lot. And this is just like what they tell you, you have to be patient, nothing explosive. Like you said, sometimes you, you go real quick and you, you, one step forward, two steps back. And then you're like, oh man, I'm in a worse position now. If I would have just chilled and been strategic and placed things and, and mastered, you know, worked on the basics, the stuff that they tell me, you can slowly, because they get tired too. The big guys are working hard up top. They're trying, you know, if you can be defensive and strategic, they start to tire themselves out. And little by little, 
you get back to a neutral position and hopefully get to an advancing position. And that's like, that it's you against yourself in marketing and business, right? It's not you against like the other guys, like great marketing scheme or strategy. It's like, it's you against yourself. Am I right. correct? You're totally correct. And like, I, I wish I had just kind of learned some of these things earlier. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually trying to like teach my, my kids some of these things now. Yeah. Like just like, like not forcing it, but just like dropping the little hints and like waiting for them to ask questions and finding opportunities to continue to like, because to be honest, it's like, it seems so basic. Right. And well, like, and, and when you tell people sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it's, it's, when they say that, I'm like, okay, you don't, you're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. You're, no, you're, it's the correlation of martial arts is the same. The teacher's teaching you this thing over and over again. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then this guy's like 240. He sits on top of you. And the instructor's like, oh, I thought you had it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when you're under pressure, can you, can you really, can you, can you deliver at that point? Right. Yeah. My kids too. They're all about it. I've got my 13 year old daughter. She's just like, can't wait to break out, get out of school and just hop into this. And I was in a clubhouse room the other day. It was funny. We were talking about, um, especially Gen, Gen uh, Z and how like they've grown up in this, in this era where they are marketing themselves as some of them as kids, as like eight year olds. They know yeah. particularly, like some parents are like, oh my God, I don't want my kid on social media dealing with all this stuff. But uh, my buddy, who's, who's a very established businessman, was like, it's fascinating to me how these kids are zeroed in. They're very, very detail-oriented. They know how to market themselves. They might not know what they want to do, but once they do, if they have the skill set, they're going to be light years ahead of guys like us. I mean, there wasn't, yeah. even, there wasn't even internet when I got out of high school, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I, and so I almost have to take the approach like um, I'm learning from them as well. And like... That's what he was saying, yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, and just being like, I mean, as long as people are do, doing it constructively, you can learn a lot by just consuming some of the information. I think you have to learn, or maybe we have to learn, maybe the younger kids don't, I don't know. Uh, but you have to kind of learn what to absorb and what not to absorb and like be really intentional about what you're doing mm. so that it doesn't just become this thing that's like your brain is like just yeah. absorbing it and like making you think different things that, cause you can get totally distracted as well. Um, sure. It's every, everything's a double-edged sword. And again, to tie it to, to martial arts, you're just, you're just spitting it out, man. You're just feeding it to me. You're, you're another one of those closet martial artists and I tell everybody <laughs> um, intention, like in, in jujitsu, everything is about your intention. Um, we used to finish the school that I was at for the first five years I trained. Um, we closed every class with a student creed. And the main word of the last three lines was intention, which is your intention. What is it? Because sure, you could take something like that and use it for harm. You know, I know people that have done that. And I'm like, wow, you're an asshole. You know, I want to be around you. And the same with social media and marketing. People definitely use it for like non, you know, benevolent things. Um, so you, you and, and if I'm being honest, there's times where I've made posts where I didn't, where I wasn't, you know, like even my own content was off base. Yeah. And I have to recenter myself every time I'm creating content. I think you really have to focus in on trying to help someone and providing them value. Yep. Otherwise, otherwise you've got some sort of intention in there. And the only person that's the only person that's actually going to create is someone that's like really vulnerable and you're yep. kind of taking advantage of them. Everyone else is going to smell that and be like, Oh, this guy, he's just yeah. trying to, but, and then, and then it, the people that are attracted to you, they're just in a vulnerable state. And that's why, that's why it's like specifically on LinkedIn, the stuff when, when people are just trying to get you clients, yeah, like yeah. that stuff works well because that. like everyone's on there trying to get clients. Right. So <laughs> it's like, that's the one pitch that's always going to be, uh, you know, hitting those vulnerable people yeah. and, and they'll be susceptible to that and like pull into it. Cheap car salesman. It's gross. All right. We're going to take our first break. Everybody hang tight. You hang tight. Steven, we'll be back in just a few. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. 
That's the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody welcome back again if you're tuning in just now you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox zooming out to california today rainy snowy california apparently uh to it happens, it happens. just, just <laughs> stephen g pope here and uh clearly you would listen to back episodes because you got that hit right away on my intro music well i'm also a musician so i i, I tune in quick i like, did play i did play drums for a little bit so like i'm nice and I, you know what's funny too, like uh, music plays in, into this too. Like when you're a jazz musician, you got to be in the moment. Yeah. If you're not in the moment with some of this stuff, it's like uh, you kind of lose it. So. Well, in so many ways. So that I'm I'm a musician too. I actually have two music degrees, and that's my band. Oh, cool. Uh, that, that's my music. It was funny, you know, talking about marketing and content. One, I realized at a certain point that music is content. I was just yeah. producing it before the digital age. But the same, the goal was the same, you know, uh, and, and I knew absolutely nothing about marketing as a freelancer. I did, I did okay as a freelancer and marketing, um, my services, but when I would produce my own albums, I knew nothing, you know, I just thought people would consume it and buy it because it was out there. <laughs> it's like, uh, if a tree falls in an empty forest, does it make a sound? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, there was, there was... There was there was no tree falling. It just made no noise. Um, and if I could go back on a lot of those things and do it all over again, um, it would I would have a different outcome. But but in terms of like I had like I had a, a jazz trio. I was a drummer as well. Oh, cool. So I you know I did well as a freelancer playing for a bunch of other bands. Built a name for myself and and got plenty of calls and work. Um, and then you know running my own little small groups, especially for events and everything, that worked well because there was a big need, but like when you make your own album, nobody needs it, you know? So how do you like, like the old, the drug dealer, how do you create the need? Right. <laughs> you know? And you do, you do so through marketing, but it, it was really funny. Like the, the things that occurred to me that really hit me in a heavy way was one, I didn't know shit about marketing until much later in life. And when that hit, when I remember it had to do with my restaurant and I was, I was going to pick my daughter up one day after like this long meeting it was pre COVID, but not long before where I was working with a couple guys, you know, young, very like, uh, you know, 
sharp guys in, in the marketing world. And it just like, when I realized how much I had neglected him for how long, it made me nauseous for a minute. I was on the way to pick her up. And I was like, I think I'm going to throw up right now. I didn't. <laughs> um, and, and just that epiphany that like all of it ties in to content, whether it's music, video, photography, written word, you know, a book, like all right. of it. And I was like, it's fascinating. And that's where I'm at right now. Like you were talking about, like just being so fascinated and intrigued by it. Not necessarily because I was just attracted to the wheels and the mechanisms early on. It just became necessary. Like nothing that I do is going to be very successful if I don't have that as part of my arsenal. Um, right. So, you know, it's it, it fascinates me what you do and like reading, you know, reading your bio. It's just like, oh, this is it, man. This is the bread and butter. So why don't you tell everybody? Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, to just to your point, like, like everything is content too. And that's why I'm having fun with it too. Like the yeah. music, I, I think a lot about the music. I think about the written part. I think about the copy. I think about delivering the value. I th it, there's all these different aspects to it. You're kind of repeating some of the, sa the same mantras over and over. You're also kind of listening to what people say and kind of changing it. So mm. I think like the engineer in me, like likes the fact that it's, it's a big kind of problem. Yeah. And you are kind of mixing all these different things together. And for me, it's been fun, too, because like I'm a musician like you. Um, I'm now on video a lot. I'm splicing things together. I'm, I'm just using all these different tools and kind of bringing something together. So it, it's a lot of fun. That's what I encourage a lot of people to think about. It's like this could be like really fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like I say, I was doing a lot of music production. And when I, you know, I didn't know anything about video. But once my buddy was like, just get a get a decent iPhone get Premiere, either Rush or Pro, and just get in there. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is just like the music stuff. And, and then you get to add music too. And you're like, oh my God, this is this is actually fun. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And you got to, you got to, you know, there's a learning curve at first. It wasn't there there is, but it, I also, like one of the things that I enjoy about it too is like, how do, how do I, like, and this is what I help with clients with is like, how do we, so th there is work involved, right? So, you know, time is valuable. So then how do we like, how do we systematize this? How do we, how do we make templates? How do we make, how do we take all this creative stuff, but also make it really efficient? Mm. And, you know, like, and I, I've taken a lot from like, uh, from Gary Vee on this. It's like, of course. Yeah. And, you know, and so it, it's just a big puzzle. Like, yeah, it's hard. And that's the opportunity, right? Cause so many people get in and then they just quit. Cause it's like, well, that was, that was hard. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So just, just figure out what the, what the hard parts were, solve them and just keep moving and, and get better and better and just kind of layer it in and start as small as you can so that you don't overwhelm yourself. Yeah. Total jujitsu again, you know, it's just like efficiency, especially if you're the little guy, you know, right. you have to be efficient and economic and that's how you survive. And they, they also say, you know, a black belt's a white belt that never quit. It's not talent. Right. It doesn't mean that you were just like a natural athlete. It, it just means you didn't give up, you know? And it, it, yeah. And also probably this is similar to martial arts too, is like, you're also going to see a bunch of other people that have strengths and weaknesses Yeah, and you can't necessarily get distracted. So th that is one problem with me though. Is like, I, I'm always looking at other people and I'm like, wow, that was pretty cool. That was really interesting. So I go back and forth between this where I'm absorbing and then mm -hmm. integrating and then kind of rejecting what just doesn't work for me Yeah, and going through that process and just trying to do that as quickly as possible. Yes. Otherwise, um, you can get really distracted trying to do something that's just you're not that good at or something. Yeah. And Gary Vee talks a lot about this, too, is self-awareness and just like being real with yourself, like knowing like what are your actual strengths? I remember like studying music and study drums. I mean, I have a master's degree in, in percussion performance, you know, watching all these great jazz drummers and trying certain things that, like for years, like 10 years. And like, man, it just doesn't work. And I was talking to somebody, a really good drummer. This was like a year and a half ago. And he was like. Some dudes just have different muscles in their forearms right, yeah. and that just do these things that the rest of us can't do. And I was like, is that it? Cause like, I've tried some of these things. I've practiced them for 10 years. They're like, yeah, man. It's just like, look at guys that can dunk and guys that can't like, it just, it's not going to happen for you. And I yeah. was like, ah, oh. it was such a relief though. I was like, I don't need it. And he was like, no, just play, just know what you do well and do that. And then the rest of it, like you said, just reject it. And it's like, that's cool. I appreciate that, but I don't. I don't need it. <laughs> and same for me on the piano. Like I, I'm, I have technical ability, but I'm not one of those like, -da -da -da, you know, yeah. just like the real fast. So for me, I just focus on like really rich harmonic changes and 
coming up with interesting chord changes, things that kind of surprise you, like you, you weren't expecting that. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how I did the same thing. I, I was always trying to do these things. Like, man, I can't do some of this. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I would have needed to start it when I was two or something to have that, those, some of those abilities. And they probably just picked up the sticks and could do it. <laughs> it's just right, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about uh, S- SGP Labs. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yep. It took me a minute. I was like, oh, what's this company about? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's his initials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did that kind of purposefully. It's like... It was good. Good move. <laughs> well, it's like it's, I, I tried to mix the personal branding in there. So there's a connection. But if you, yeah. came, at, if you came at it without knowing me, it wouldn't necessarily... It made it's no not going to be like... It's not going to be like Steve Pope Consulting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, and the labs is is has a has a meaning too because like I'm from technology, so I consider myself a technology and a research company, um, ultimately long term. But you know what I do right now is is ultimately I help people, primarily professional service firms, um, and that's across the board. Really, like anybody that's kind of doing service based businesses. I even work with marketing companies. Uh, you know, that, that don't do content and want to get into content. Yeah. And essentially I'm just helping them uh, come up with a content marketing strategy and helping them execute that and improve it. And I specifically focus on helping them develop a video strategy hmm. and helping them build something that's consistent and works for them. So that could be a lot of different things. It could be a video podcast. It could be a live show. It could be uh, workshops and webinars or a documentary. So one of my clients right now is, is doing an internal documentary on a project that they're doing. So I'm helping them record that and then create content out of it. And then ultimately I help implement that plan. So I coach them through, you know, just like the basics of the, the equipment and all that stuff. But then I coach them through like getting on camera, articulating the, the value, um, really making them confident, hashing out all of the processes and the workflow that go into this so that they can sustain it and improve it. And uh, I even use some software that I've been developing on, on my back end uh, to help really just streamline everything, automate a lot of the stuff that's very tedious. Because that's the more the more things you can get rid of, the faster you can go, the better you can be, yep. the, the more you can be at other people. And then after we're live, we kind of put that minimum viable product, so to speak, in place. Then I help them kind of iterate and improve over time. Amazing. So you're like... You're like this trident of like marketing. You've got the, the software, the development, you've got the, you know, the implementation, but also the creativity, like, you know, you've yeah, done it, yeah, you've done I, it I, yourself, you, you know, like these strategies, but then like the, the software, you know, the, the, that component, the development is that just the like next level. I'm trying to do something unique. Yeah. I, I, you know, what was funny is like, Part of the reason why I didn't, I, I stopped doing the business I was trying to start after I sold my other one was because I just wasn't passionate about it. And this one, I'm basically using all of my skills. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm a marketer, but I'm, I'm, I'm also a coach. Like I, when, when I get somebody's podcast launched and I get them through that first episode, like I just did that yesterday, mm-hmm. they get through it. It was successful. The, the guest came on and said, Hey, that was really easy. I, you guys did a good job on this. I'm like, wow, I'm actually a coach here too. Yeah. And then I'm using all my technical stuff. So I've really figured out a way to create a, a product. And, you know, you, I used marketing to, to deliver a message. I used product development to hone that product and like do customer research and figure out what people actually wanted. And then I implemented it. And so it's been, it's been one of the craziest years of my life. I think a lot of people can say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it was COVID. I mean, it's, it's, I switched careers, man, after like 30 years. Yeah. I just dumped. I said, I'm no longer this person anymore. And I'm just this new dude. That's amazing. And and then developed a product. And so it's been exciting and, uh, and also really challenging from a mental standpoint and all sorts of stuff. So cool, man. Well, let's take another break. And then when we come back, let's do like a mock-up, like using me as, as like your, your test, your, your guinea pig talk about like all the things I have on the table, like what would be, you know, just a, just like a general yeah. like outline. I don't want to get too deep, but like, what would be like your advice for somebody like me? If there's somebody who's listening, that's like, I might need this kind of help. What, yeah, you know, you would just like leave the trail of crumbs for them. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's take another break. We'll be right back. Everybody hang tight. You're listening to talk radio, NYC, uplift, educate, empower. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back we're talking here with Stephen G Pope about his company SGP labs and what he could offer say to a, a fledgling business owner entrepreneur personality like myself so let me give you just like a quick rundown of the, all the things I've got going on so you know what I'm kind of like putting out and then what would like a strategy be just like a general strategy to maximize that so I own a restaurant I help my business partner co-op, which is a community owned, uh, market. Um, it's pretty small, but, uh, does a lot of output. Um, and basically, you know, it's just a bunch of people. There's like two to 300 people from the community that, that actually own it. Um, but I'm the chairman. I've served a number of different roles all, you know, in the leadership and dealt a lot with the finances and everything. I host. And what, and what was that one called again? The Windsor Terrace food co-op. Cool. So it doesn't make me any money, but it's just this great, like, um, it's a, a wonderful thing I'm involved in. It's just awesome for the community. Um, and it is definitely a form of outreach. Um, I host this show every Friday. I do a show with my brother every Sunday on Instagram live on martial arts and fighting and just culture. Um, I'm active on, I run the wine store social media, the restaurant social media, my personal and radio show social media, which is Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. And then I'm getting pretty hot on TikTok. Yeah, uh, I, I've been on there too. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, I saw yours. Um, I, I've been on for like a year and a half and just like putting up videos daily, you know, typical Gary V advice, um, you know, and, and it, nothing really happened up until last March. And then all of a sudden, like when all gyms and martial arts academies across the world closed down, there was just like this extra attention. And my wife and That's I cool. were just doing like these daily videos because I was teaching also. I was teaching martial arts out of the school that I was training at. 
And so a lot of the students were like, what do we do? What do we do? You know, and I just like, I was like, come in here. And we just set mats up in our apartment and we would just put out videos like daily, but it was more so for like my immediate, uh, you know, community, but I always like to underlay the music. You know, I always like to get that, that, that dope music and some of their, their indigenous edits. And it just started blowing up. And now I got videos with like 50,000 views and I That's awesome. picked up like 2,500 followers really quick. Um, so I've got all that going on in terms of my outreach, which is a lot, you know, I'm just with my phone all the time, video cameras always on. Like my kids are like, do you have to have the camera on again? Like, I don't care. <laughs> Nothing's off limits. Like I do, you know, sunsets, sunrises, buildings. I mean, I'm New York city. So I just go everywhere I'm at. I'm just like popping pictures, but always trying to tie in like a little, a little bit of a message. I mean, you know, I still, we still train actively pretty, you know, pretty much like 10, 15 hours a week. So got that going on plus three kids. So lots of free time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with you, that's like, you've already got so many things going on. So like, I would think like, like, what are you looking for? Like, because like more, I want more. (laughs) I, I, I do. I want, I want more and I want better uh, content because I know, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I just want to, I want to, I want to level up my output. So, you know, there's this, you know, idea of putting out like at minimum, like 20 to 30 pieces of content a day. Right. I, I have days where I do that on my own. I'm usually exhausted by the end of that. I've started to outsource. I've got a young lady that does some, uh, some video editing for me, making little clips, from the shows to use that as marketing. But I, I, I feel like I could, I could ramp it up. There's certainly the, all the material is there because I'm, and especially since pandemic, I've become a lot more operational at my businesses. So like the restaurant, I'm here every night. My only night off since March 13th of last year was Christmas day. Um, I'm here every night, just have to be, because we had, you know, some people just left other people, you know, we had to let go, but to keep the business going, we just had to contract the labor. Um, So, you know, I, I, I get, there are times where I'm busy and I just can't actually post. So is it like saying, I say I have like a budget, like say I have a budget that's like a thousand dollars a month for like all my marketing, all my like digital marketing, what would be, where would be the best places to put that money? Well, I mean, honestly, I'd have to, I'd have to kind of go through some questions. It's like, yeah. number one, it's like, so you're doing a lot of different things on a lot of different channels. Mm. So, I mean, and I scaled back. I was doing more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for you, I would just be like, okay, like, where do you want to improve? Mm-hmm. And I would probably sit down and say, what, w- try to help you isolate what's the true bottleneck? Yeah. Like where, what is the real thing that's holding you back from doing more? And maybe like, why do you want to do more? Um, just because like, and like, and what do you want to grow? And like, do you have a broader strategy like for yourself? Cause it's like, it's like when you're doing so many different things, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like you're 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 so far ahead of of most people. Like, you know, like the people I'm helping a lot of the times are just trying to to break into the field. Yeah. So, like for you, it's like, well, do you have an overarching strategy? Is there something? Is there a is there an umbrella that goes over all yes. of this stuff? Because you're an entrepreneur, you like helping entrepreneurs, you like doing content. So, is there like a is there like a bigger persona that you want to build that kind of crosses all the platforms because here's here's one thing that i think is interesting is that i I see some people on social media they have a um, they're doing different things on each platform Mm. you know like from their personal perspective Uh, and then there's other people that are pretty consistent across all the platforms um and then they they might have their individual like brands as well uh so to me it's just like do you want like an an umbrella strategy that's kind of like a long-term thing where people speak, you know, find you in one channel and then learn more about like what you're all about it from a, a bigger perspective, or are you trying to grow like these individual channels into something specific? And then, so it's like, I guess the thing for me is like, I just want to like, think about like, what's the the broad strategy across all of these. Is there like a, something that ties them all together that you can build over time? Um, you know, become, you become, you know, like a, an entrepreneurial coach. I don't, you know, it's like that you do, you do yeah. so many different things. So it's like, what is this, what is this broad perspective that you want to share? And and you nailed it. That, that's it. And I've been, I've been in a couple of uh, mastermind sessions uh, over the last, like, I guess the last three months that dealt largely with that because enough people were saying, 
man, you do all these things and people come to me for help all the time. And I just give it, <laughs> you know, like I had a, a pretty high up from VaynerMedia hanging out in front of my restaurant this past summer. We're just sitting outside having drinks and like, you know, we're in Brooklyn. There's people everywhere. People, you know, business owners, startup guys are walking by and they're just asking me questions while we're sitting out there on the sidewalk. And he finally just looked at me and he goes, do you charge money for this? And I was like, no. He's like, you need to, you know? Well, well, that's the thing. Do you though? Like, that's the thing. Like, what do you want? Like, are you happy? I would like to make more money and I would like to make more money off of something digital and something that has, you know, no rent, no, uh, I don't want to, I don't want another business that people are always trying to get me into like another restaurant. And I'm like all the raw materials, all the labor. Like I want something that's like a hundred percent profit where it's just like me. So the, the goal would be, and we're working on it now is like, building this umbrella. That's me as like the business, whatever, you know, I don't want to be called like a, a life coach or anything like that, but like a consultant, I definitely can like, and I've done it for people and I have charged, but it just hasn't been codified. One of the things we were talking about in the mastermind was like creating, and you just kind of set it like this bottleneck, like creating just like this big wide open top of the funnel with just like little banana peels around it. I don't want to be sleazy. I'm not going to LinkedIn, you know, message you like these guys do a hundred right. times a day. I just want to create this thing that's just there. Like I make enough money. I'm happy. I would like to make more. I'd like to think long term, but just something that just slips you down. So you know who I am, you know, like what my experience is in, like, oh, the restaurant, you know, food and beverage, you know, uh, stint in, in, in media and music, you know, now social media and, and marketing and, just something that, that kind of builds the whole thing. Um, and it's it's been suggested using like the video and live streaming as the, the backbone of that. Yeah, I mean, for you, for so for you, I would like, I, I would almost talk to you for like two perspectives. It's like mm-hmm. one is like, yeah, you have the, that top of funnel, you have a lot of awareness across a lot of different platforms. And then from an entrepreneurial product standpoint, I would say, you know, you, you what you have to do is kind of niche down and find something that you would really like to offer somebody because you, mm-hmm. you don't want to try to create like 30 different offers. Yeah. You, you, what you want to do is you want to sit down and say on all of these different channels, um, whether it's the martial arts or helping entrepreneurs do something, launch businesses, whatever that is, pick the thing that you're the most passionate about, come up with a proof of concept yes, and try to really own that channel. And then, you know, just, just kind of like how I did, it's like, you want to, you want to try to build a product that you can ultimately just kind of pump out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I would come up with a concept and, uh, almost like pre-sell it mm-hmm. see if you could get like, come up with the concept, come up with the offer, come up with the, the transformation you're going to take someone through and then nice. just all concept, right. Mm-hmm. Don't do, don't do any work. And then see, yeah, I like this. I, I, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> see if you can, you can get like four to five people to to join. Yeah, and get and give them the guarantee. Like, you, you need to charge for it. Sure, but you can give them the guarantee. That's like, hey, if this just doesn't end up working for you, you know, let me know in the next couple of weeks, or I'll give you the money back. So there's there's a, so they have the security, mm-hmm. and then once you get four to five people in it, then launch it and like, walk them through it and get their feedback, figure out if it's something that actually works. Can you get them the results that, that they want and uh, run it like a real product? And you're going to, you're going to run into a couple of people that probably bail or maybe not. Um, like that's what happened to mine is like, I started it at first as a mastermind. Uh-huh. I was like, Hey, just come in and we'll, we'll, I made some course material and I just learned a lot from that. Like a couple of people bailed. They were like, you know, this just isn't quite for me. Um, a few people stayed. Some people went through the content. Some people didn't. Um, people had different experiences. I got all that feedback, and that's how ultimately I designed the product nice. I have now. Nice. But I got people in before I had anything. Gotcha. And it's it's stressful, and it it seems like I think most people think it's backwards because most people think I can't offer something that doesn't exist. But you 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 do <laughs> lay it you, out. That's how you start, though. Man, right? Well, <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah, uh, but coming from a tech background, I, there, I don't know how many times I created a tech product that nobody ever used. Right. The tech people always just build. Right. But most, most entrepreneurs build too. Like I, sure. I know a lot of people right now that are building full courses and nobody's ever gone through it before. And I think and that's, that's, a, a, that's a lot of work. That's like, it's a lot of work and, it, and then people get into it and they like fall off because yeah. the truth is, is like, 
if you were to if you were to if you were to focus in on one thing that you thought you could offer somebody and here here's what i'd also say is out of all the out of all the different things you know wh- who is the group who, who is the group of people that you know you could deliver the biggest result to mm-hmm. and have the highest chance of success of doing that yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah sure and i get answer that, that yeah and that could that tells you what what you probably should build and what you should offer. And with, with your presence on things, it's like you probably could get five people pretty easily. I'd be happy with that. I already have a couple, I guess, you know, like friend, you know, local people, but it's just like, that's cool. It's either people that have never, it's, I mean, it's almost always people that have never done it before, whether they're old or young. Like the, my one friend, he's trying to launch this thing. He's never done it before. It's a food industry related thing. And he's just like, I need help. And I'm like, I got you, you know? And I, we did like three months for free. And now I'm like, give me a little bit of money. Like it's not even about the money. It's just like me trying to like legitimize myself, you know? And the reason why I think charging is important is because number one, they get invested in it. Mm-hmm. And number yeah. two, like you're motivated to do it. And like, you, you can never really like, you, you can never really know if a product is, um, if people will pay for it unless they do, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> True. <laughs> and your, and your friends and family will be like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever, man, I'll help you out. And like, that energy can kind of send you down the wrong path. You want yeah. people that are serious. Uh, they believe that you can help them and you're upfront and honest about like, Hey, this is something that I'm building. I know I can get you through this. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, there's going to be some, you know, s- you know, some bumps in the road. I don't know what, yeah. how you want. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Maybe you don't want to say it that way, but it's like, and then as, and here's the coolest part that I found is that when you're taking people through these things, when they get dist- when they when they go off course because your material sent them off course, if you jump on that like crazy and and solve it and fix it, they're fine. Yeah. And your like your probably a- and your value goes way up. Yeah, just probably like at your restaurant, you know, like Absolutely. something goes wrong, you just jump on it and like you 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 in- somehow you turn that negative into yes. something that's huge. I have, I have tons of practice with this. <laughs> so for you, in, in a lot of ways, it's not so much content advice because like you're all over the place anyways and like getting better. It's just like probably for you. It's just like focus in on one thing, carve out the time to do it, come up with the price, come up with the offer and, and make, make a, make the transition very clear for whoever that is. Like you're going to, you're here, which is nowhere. And you're going to go to this massive place when I'm done with you and just articulate that gap as as well as you can. And then uh, charge them a fee, get them in there, work like hell to get them there gather the testimonials. Yes. Then codify it and then bring in the next group. Yep. Very good. This is some of the stuff we've been dealing with in the mastermind. We're going to take one last quick break. We're going to come back and I want to, I want to wrap up talking about live streaming because that was one of the, what you said about live streaming on LinkedIn. Really? I was like, ah, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. So hang tight. (laughs) We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. You're listening to talk radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this one up. We got just a few minutes to go talking with Stephen G. Pope. He just gave me some really awesome advice on how to kind of focus my energy, which again, <laughs> very martial arts. You can't just be out there like, rah, 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 you're going to get tired really quick. And it's, again, it's the same. I, I've gotten a lot of really similar advice from the masterminds and some of the people. The one I'm, I'm in right now has gone international and there's, you know, people from all skill sets from all over the globe. It's it's a small group, but but really concise. And the same That's thing cool. was like, Provability, uh, you know, um, get testimonials, um, you know, get a few people in, charge some money. Like you got to, you got to grease the machine, um, and and that's all really great stuff. And I'm gonna give it. And, my and, it's, and for anybody that's listening, it's actually a lot easier than you think. It is. But you have you have to create <laughs> conversations with people. Yeah, that's what. It, to, like, yeah, it comes down. It comes down to community building for me over anything else. You know, unfortunately, yeah. I learned that like in the streets, like real community building. That's so cool. when it came time for social media, which I was like really late to, we're talking like, you know, the last half of 2019, I was finally like, okay, I'll do it. You know, uh, which it, it was when I started the show and it was like, you got to get on social for this. And I was like, okay. Um, but it, it was an asset that I knew like how to talk to people and like face to face and like build yep. community. Yeah, for me, I've always been able to talk one on one, but the community thing has been something that uh, I'm learning now. And uh, it it's kind of like my, I was very introverted as I was young. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the community thing as like a specific way to 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 grow because it was it, it, doing these things with you is like simple for for me, like doing that community thing, growing community, being the leader of the community. That's where I'm like, OK, that's where I can grow the most. Yeah. So that's where I'm that's. But I, I'm with you. It's this at scale. You just got a bigger yeah. audience. But it is, uh, it is a little more unnerving, which is a great segue. You were, you know, mentioning a couple of weeks ago on LinkedIn how you know live streaming is is where it's at. It is like the video of two or three years ago, and it, the stock is only going to rise. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, and the easier it is to do this thing and make yourself look like less of an ass <laughs> over time. <laughs> and I will say this too, like. And the same with video, it actually doesn't take that many times. Yeah. I'd say well, like, it's probably different for everybody, but like, so I did, I got on video. Half the reason was to like get on video and like learn that skill. Yeah. So I tell people the ROI of content creation, part, part of it is the revenue. Part of it is like learning how to articulate your value, getting on self-confidence, just to carry yourself better throughout your entire day. Um, so the video is the first step and then live streaming is the next step, I think, because it's live. You can't edit it. You can't, yeah. you got to just be yourself. You can't fake it for long. And I do think that the coolest part about it is that it's, it, it is one of those things like once you do it a couple of times, you totally relax. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I, and I, I don't know what it is. Like it just, you just kind of forget people are there and yeah. I mean, it's, it's like anything, you know, martial arts value is uh, practice makes something that was once difficult, easy. And you just, you make mistakes. You have to just accept that no matter what you do, you're going to make mistakes. But it, I mean, I did, I did over 20 live streams last month. And if you include clubhouses, it was even more. And I've been asked to speak in a bunch of those, in a bunch of the rooms. They're not huge rooms. They're not like the rooms that have like a thousand people, but there's still some, some heavy people in there and you don't want to sound, you know, obnoxious. Um, And one of my friends, the guy leading the mastermind, he just said to me a couple of times recently, he's like, man, it's flowing out of you like water lately. And it's not like I have something so profound to say. It's just that I'm comfortable. I'm confident. I say it with confidence. It's not hogwash. It's good advice. You know, I think that's a huge part of it. Well, when you, when you're able to be in the moment, what I think is interesting is that mundane average advice 
can be more powerful because it's coming yeah. from a real perspective. Yes. So, so it's, it's your, it's your, you know, maybe it's average advice. Maybe, maybe it's really great advice that it, but like when it's from your perspective and your energy that someone can relate to and can connect with it and then like take away, cause that's when I think people really take away information. It's not necessarily the how to information. It's the, it's kind of the story behind it. It's the energy behind it. It's how they can relate to it. And then finally they're saying, Oh, I get this. And so even very basic, simple advice all of a sudden becomes powerful because of the delivery. And I think that comes from being in the moment, like, like uh, even on my own podcast right now, like when I'm, when I'm not in the moment, you can, that's when it starts to break apart. And when I'm in the moment, I'm not saying anything that's that much more, maybe it's just what more articulated because I, I feel in the, you know, I'm, I'm confident in that moment, but it's really more about just being present, yeah. listening to what people are saying, going with what your mind is actually where, where it wants to go naturally. And so I think live is, is the best, you know, I, it's probably a lot like public speaking. Sure. But, um, I think, I think if you practice it here, it's going to show up in those engagements. Real quick before we have to sign off, where can people find out more information about you, get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can uh, go to my website, sgplabs.com. You can email me at uh, Stephen at sgplabs. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at sgplabs.com. And heck, if you want to call me, you can call me at 909-418-7055. I love helping people. So like, <laughs> do you want to, if you want to chat about content, um, how to get out there, how to get on video, how to generate revenue, or just make sure you're heard, make sure people know what you're about. If that's, if that's something that's important to you, uh, I can help you do it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Really great stuff today. No, I appreciate it, man. This is awesome. I, I, I truly honored that you brought me on the show. It's awesome. been fun. Yeah. I love the intro music. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate it, man. So I, I'm hoping we stay in touch and we can help each we other will. out. We'll do it again, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Woo-hoo. See you guys. www.talkradio.nyc Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history. 
its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.